Have you ever wondered what makes bodies tick? Are you creating the sexual reality you desire and require? Would you like to know more about what else is possible with bodies? What if your fantasies are not as strange as you thought they were? What if you could learn to be kinder to your body and kinder to others' bodies? Would you like to create confidence in the bedroom and beyond? How has your sex life or lack of it affected other areas of your life? Have you lost your mojo and wondered where to find it? Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of The Pleasure Zone, Body Whisperer, Melitza Yelenich. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Melitza Yelenich. Before we get uh, into the today's topic, which is uh, we're actually going to be talking about sexual appetites, and the actual title is called What's Your Sexual Appetite? Um, and what I'd really like to let you guys know before we get too far into this great topic is a little bit about me. So I'm actually here because I love talking about bodies and I love talking about copulation, sex, and all things related. It's For me, it's like as fun as for some people talking about investments or sports. Um, it's literally for me like talking about the way for some men is talking about sports. So um, it excites me that bodies get excited and it excites me that when people um, do have like a really great time with other bodies, how much that contributes to themselves. And then as a result, how much it contributes to the planet. And I love seeing that. Like, I love seeing how our joy, you know, walking around being joyful can contribute to everybody. And, you know, the animals are happier, the trees are happier, the plants are happier. And just like, so nice to know that we can be that. Um, and so for me, one of the ways that I tap into that, you know, is through body contact. And I absolutely love um touching bodies, playing with bodies, and um, yes, I love sex, so it's not a secret. If I didn't, I would not be so sure what I'm doing on this show, and it wasn't always like that for me. So today's topic is actually um, quite close to home for me with what's your sexual appetite, because for a number of years, I didn't have much of one. I will talk a bit about, more about that, though. So, um before, again, I do that, just uh, so you guys know, one of the things that I actually do when I say that I love touching bodies and playing with bodies is a type of body work called the mitzvah technique. Now, there's only like about 10 practitioners on the whole planet that do the work that I do. Um, it's very dynamic. It's some type of somatic body work that actually allows you to release so much from a very, um, like from the from anything that you're being stuck in um, and it's done through body movement and it's literally like having yoga done to you some people have reported and um, same time it's so gentle that it seems like nothing's being done to you so you know if you really enjoy having your body moved uh, if you really enjoy having somebody be the space of receiving you and allowing your body to release stress and tension and pain. Uh, you just might want to try out a session. Right now, um, it's a rarity to find it anywhere else except for uh, Canada, the UK, and Japan. However, uh, more than welcome to invite me anywhere, and I would love to work on your bodies and the bodies of all your friends. So, um, welcome me to where you are, and I am there. I 
um, would have so much fun just uh, being able to go work on bodies around the world. And I do. And uh, on occasion, I get to get to have that and how much more that would I love a lot more. <laughs> so the other um, work that I do as well, the other work that I get to be, I should say, is more um, is, is something called access consciousness, the bars. And the bars are also a system of where you touch bodies. 99% um, of it's being touching the head. And with that, it creates an electrical dissipation in the body where all the neural connections you have um, are actually like electrical connections. And when you run somebody's bars, it actually allows them to have so much space um, and dissipate so much stuff in those neurons that it allows you to create new neural connections, new thoughts, um, new you know, pathways so that you can actually receive more information, different information, and have greater possibilities in your life. So I really invite you to check that out as well. Now, I'm not one of 10 of people who do that work in the world. There are many of us and you can find an Access Consciousness Bars facilitator and also a practitioner and certified facilitators uh, when you look on accessconsciousness.com. Um, you can find lots of information there about uh, practitioners, how to locate them, and how to have classes. So, And feel free to check out my website, www m i l i c a j e l e n i c dot com so that's my name melitza jelenic dot com and you can find me on there as well um you can contact me there's a way um that you can actually book sessions with me there as well and i do travel to different places to offer sessions uh, all over the place so i am actually going to be in toronto ontario next weekend um which is the weekend of uh february 20 uh, 8th and 29th. So if you happen to be in the area of Toronto and you're kind of curious about the work I do, I would love to work on you. I have a couple spots left and you're more than welcome to book yourself in. So enough about me for now is I could talk about me for a really long time, which is again something that I wasn't always able to do. It's something that I've just become comfortable with. For a long time, I kind of hid from everything, including the world. So um, it's kind of ironic, a person who actually likes to talk about sex and likes to talk touch bodies and, you know, would love to contribute to changing the world. I've spent most of my life hiding from everybody and anything. And one of the things I was hiding from, too, was actually my sex drive and my sexual appetite. So when did that start? Hmm. For me, it actually started when I started to get into this... Um, sort of religious um, sort of spiritual group uh, and really bought into their point of view that sex was wrong, copulation was wrong, and that the only uh, purpose for it was to create a baby. And really outside of that, it's, it's actually um, quite detrimental to your spiritual life and that it was quite detrimental to you having any connection to God in any way. So, um, you know, after um, twisting myself into a pretzel being involved in, in that, I started to get that that really wasn't me. And it does work for other people. It just didn't work for me. So, I started to diminish me in so many ways. And one of the ways that I really did diminish me was that I really started to have so no sex drive. And you know what that did was it actually turned off my creative capacities. 
Now, for some of you who are like familiar with metaphysical talk, I'll just go there for a second. So in, uh, you know, we have energy bodies, uh, energy systems in our bodies, um, though I don't really refer to them this way anymore, but just so you can get a gist of it is that um, like your sacral chakra has a lot of relation to do with creativity and sex, like sex drive as well. So when you kind of shut one aspect of that down, you're shutting all of it down. So for me, I was not um, playing with anything that was creative. And prior to that, I'd been doing many things. I'd had like a jewelry business. I was connecting with fairies and making fairy things. And um, I was doing all kinds of things. It was actually uh, fun, generated a little extra income. Um, and had, And just in general, it was like very playful. So then I started to make everything about me and everything I was choosing wrong. Um, you know, the blessing of taking on somebody else's point of view about rightness and wrongness can essentially destroy you. Um, and so I chose to do that for a number of years. And what I have become aware of is the more I become me, the more sex drive I have. It's pretty freaking crazy. So one of the things, you know, I thought, I love doing research, so I did some research for this show. And one of the things that I did, um, you know, discover through the research of sex therapists is that a lot of people who are having low sex drive, a lot of it's accounted for women mainly is accounted to stress, is accounted to, um, you know, different environmental factors can be um, stuff where they no longer feel attractive, could be hormonal. Um, so there's different different uh, things that would actually affect our sex drive, according to psychologists. Now, some of us have, uh, according to, again, to the psychologists, we have an innate um, drive and, and everybody has it. However, some people's are stronger than others. So some of the other things that they say affects your sex drive will be um the culture that you're in the you know for some for some cultures you know it's very uh, related to uh, actual survival. So sex is required and your sex drive is required. And if you don't have one, you're not contributing to society because you're not going to procreate to create those babies that are going to have that culture continue. So it's interesting how hunger, I wanted to, I chose today to call the show, what is your sexual appetite? Because to me, it's more about an appetite than it is about a drive. Um, as it is something as if we are ingesting um, this energy and utilizing it that's feeding our souls rather than something that drives us as if we needed a motivation. So drive, according to this um, study, has, has a biological component that includes anatomy and neuroendocrine physiology. And motivation is a psychological component that includes the influences of personal mental states and interpersonal states as well, such as uh, mutual affection or disagreement and social context like relationship status. So for some people, you know, getting married, um, they will have this point of view that marriage kills your sex drive. So if marriage kills your sex drive, then when you go to get married in your you know, you've been hearing this point of view your whole life. And then you get married and you go, oh, 
I'm married now. I shouldn't have a sex drive. Oh, I've got a husband. I no longer have a lover. So for any of you who know me, um, I did get married uh, a few months ago. And I don't call him my husband unless we're laughing and joking with each other and pretending to own each other for like five seconds and then have a great good laugh about it. Um, we call each, I call him my lover husband. <laughs> and um, uh, He doesn't have a name for me other than my name. So, which works for me just fine. If somebody can say my name, say it. And it's really funny because I have watched um, people who then, you know, do the marriage thing and their sex drive changes completely. They no longer have um, a desire for each other or their bodies. Um, and, and that's like kind of in a lot of ways when you're not allowing your body to be turned on around somebody. Is So just check on this. Is your body being turned on a contribution to the planet? Right. And so is your body not being turned on a contribution to the planet. Right, not so much. So you would choose not to have a uh, large sexual appetite for what? So if you're not choosing to actually honor your body, honor you, and be you, thing is, number one is like be you. So if you're not willing to totally be you, are you able to even have a sex drive? It's as if these things are separate and they're not. You are actually no different than your sex drive. So in Access Consciousness, we talk about sex in a little different way. Like sex is the walking, talking, you being like turned on all the time. That's what sex is. Sexualness is the sexual energy of everything and anything, including trees, plants, and animals. Um, and then, you know, we have copulation, which is the act of the body parts being put together. So in this case, I'm asking you, like, where do you actually have a drive or an appetite for being more of you? So what is your sexual appetite? Do you actually have an appetite for being more of you? And if you do, and you happen to be stuffing it full of um, chips and beer instead of more of you, um, is that contributing to your body? So... I'm just wondering if you actually do um, do not listen to your body and you start stuffing things into it that your body doesn't like, is that going to fill your appetite for being more of you? Probably not. So are you still going to feel hungry? Probably. So when we come back, we're actually going to be talking more about this uh, when we come back from break. And I just want to thank all of you for coming in and listening to The Pleasure Zone today. And now we're going to go to break. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. Would you be willing to explore what has already been introduced as sexual practices on this planet? What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation. By tuning into The Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm.
What does optimal cell health mean? And how can you create it? Pulsed electromagnetic field therapy by Swiss Bionics can improve your well-being in every area of your life. The PEMF mat stimulates cells to move and create space between cells for optimal cell function. How does it get better than that? Use two to three times per day for eight minutes will improve circulation and immune function. Cell metabolism and repair begins, and mobility also will increase. Do you desire better health? If you're interested or would like a session, call 613-473-3805 or in Toronto. Call or text 416-253-1617. Monthly rentals start at only $300 per month. Is now the time to choose Optimal Cell Health? This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255-TALK or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at A2Zen.fm. You can also make the choice to ask for comment by email by sending to Melitza at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Melitza Yelenich. Before I get into the next topic, I just wanted to mention a few things that are coming up. Um, one of them is my friend Christina McIver is actually having a foundation class in Toronto um, March 11th, 12th, 13th, and 14th. And what is the foundation class? Uh, foundation class is actually a class that comes after the bars. And the foundation for me, uh, I can best describe it by what my daughter at the age of three and a half said during one of the classes. And she walked in and she saw all of us. We were, you know, in the midst of a, this class and processing and stuff's coming up for us and clearing things and everything's changing. And she announced to everybody uh, and to my mother, she said, Grandma, the people are melting. Everybody's melting. Um, and we truly were. Like everything in our universes that was solid had become liquefied. We, nothing was, uh, you know, all our limitations were basically dissipating and going. Um, and it was just a phenomenal class. So if you ever are looking at choosing to actually have more of you in your life and step into more of you, uh, you might consider choosing to um, take a bars class so that you can take a foundation class. Um, you know, if you never do anything else with it, it just might give you more of you. You don't have to be a teacher to take it. You can just take it because it's fun. Um, the other thing uh, that my friend Christine McIver and I are doing is we are bringing a beautiful facilitator to Toronto, Ontario for a three-day body process class. Now, what is that? So in order to take that three-day body process class, which is three days of having your body touched and having different energy processes run on it, it's dynamic and the change is phenomenal. Um, in order to actually choose that, you're required to take a bars and a foundation class. So we have all of these things all lined up, ready for you to choose, and we'd love to see you uh, at any and all of them. Uh, the class in May is facilitated by a woman named Juna Guter, and if you'd like to know more about her, you can find her on her website, synergyinmotion.com or .ca, and she's going to be a guest on the show next week, and our topic is going to be 69 Shades of Natural Beauty, um, and she truly is a natural beauty. She is like an Amazonian goddess wonder uh, walking with like, phenomenal 
beautiful movement. Um, just like an incredible person to be around, especially if you would like to have this like sensualness in your life. She to me is like the embodiment of sexy goodness. And I am super looking forward to being in a class with her in May. So how much fun can we all have together? I totally invite you to come and play with us. So let's get back to our topic. Because, you know, that kind of got me a little hungry. So let's talk about sexual appetite. Um, so what is that, right? So is it something where you feel empty and you've got to fill yourself? Is sexual appetite something where you have your body is all worked up and you feel like you have to somehow uh, release energy or uh, you know, use this up somehow. Oh, I've got a huge sexual appetite, so I've got to go fill it. Um, so I'd like you to ask a few things. So one, if you find that all you ever think about uh, or would like to do is have sex, have sex, have sex, please ask your body because sometimes your body might be just like thinking there are no other, you know, you might be so limited in in that you could be a total crotch tripper like I was um, for a while, you know, after the whole not being um, in stopping myself from having a uh, choice that you can actually, um, you know, start to get that possibly you don't have the hugest sex drive in the world. Um, and it's not that there's a scale or a comparison, although psychology will tell you is. In fact, they'll tell you that there's a way to measure it. Um, so I'd like you not to buy into any of the measuring it. I'd like you to start to ask your body a few things. Like, body, do you actually desire copulation with another body? And it might not. So, But that doesn't mean you don't have a sex drive. How the hell is that possible, right? Sex drive has to relate to you copulating with another person. Or does it? What if sex drive is something that you had no idea? And what if your sexual appetite is something completely different than what you thought it was? What if your sexual appetite is actually something where, instead of thinking that it's all about finding that person to copulate with, that it's actually more about um, you starting to really pay attention to your body and starting to ask your body, body, is there something you'd like to ingest? Is there something you'd like to have in you, around you, touch you, feel you, sense you? You know, the thing is, is sometimes you might think you're craving sex um, and your body might be actually craving, when you actually ask it, might say, go for a run. And you're like, oh, I thought I was horny, but I'm not. Okay, cool. It's that we often come to these conclusions. Now, if you're around a lot of people who, you know, are obsessed with sex or constantly have it on the brain, you got to start to ask, too, who does that belong to? I've walked into classes and classrooms filled with a lot of people, brilliant people who are, you know, their target is consciousness on the planet. And when I've walked in those rooms, sometimes I'm like, whoa, oh my God, look at the bodies. Got to touch a body. Got to play the body. Got to get naked with the body. And then when I actually ask, wow, who does that belong to? It's not actually mine. So I might have thought that my sex, um, my sex drive was ramped up you know, crazy. However, the reality was, is that I was just a little bit freaking aware. So when you start to wonder, like, where did the sex drive come out of nowhere? Why am I horny for everything and anything under the entire sun? So start to ask, if I were truly being me, who would I be? 
Where would I be? When would I be? Why would I be? What would I be? And yes, you might actually still be incredibly sensual, incredibly sexual, but you might not have that out of control puppy sensation that you want to go and hump every leg that you find because you just got to get that energy moving. That energy can move in different ways. So the other day, for example, um, I was like, oh my God, I'm horny. Well, that's a conclusion. Oh my God, I'm horny is a conclusion. And I was like, okay, well, what is this body? So, you know, I often catch my conclusions pretty quickly. So instead of kind of uh, throwing that onto my partner going, I'm horny, you've got to take care of this. It's your job, you know, and I know a lot of people who do that. And then when their partner doesn't um, comply with their requirements, they turn it into a drama trauma and they feel rejected and they feel dejected. Um, However, what if you're not rejected and dejected? What if you're actually not even horny? So please ask your body. So body, what do you require? So my body, at that time, when I thought, oh my God, I'm so horny, what am I going to do? I got this much time, blah, blah, blah. Okay, what is this really? I had so much um, energy moving in my body that I felt really aware and really awake. So um, what, you know, normally I might just be like, all right, I'm going to go take care of business and then then I'll feel better and then I can go uh, do whatever. So what I was noticing is sometimes when I would just jump to the conclusion of, oh, I'll go take care of business, then I was so tired after that I was getting like very little done uh, or very little in comparison to what I know I'm capable of, which is probably 10 times more than what a lot of um, other people might do. And that's cool. Uh, I am a creator of magnitude. So my question to you would be like, ask, so truly am I horny right now? Who does that belong to? What is that? Oh, okay, great. I have a lot of energy. What, where would this energy like to be funneled, to be invested? You know, so I, I actually had a bunch of projects that required being completed. And I got on that project and I actually completed it in what I would call a record time for me. So how's it get any better than that? Um, and it was so much ease. And in what would normally take me three hours, I got done in like 45 minutes. And I was like, wow. So I'd like to really like get you to start to look at if you have all this energy and it's pent up and either you're throwing it out and it's turning into anger because you don't know what to do with it and there's so much energy, please ask, where can I invest this energy? Where can I funnel it that would actually create the most? Where can I put it that would actually, you know, flow it, that would actually create the results that I would like my life to be like? Because we have a lot of energy and we tend to then either, you know, do stuff with it that's either not fun. And so if you're doing something that's not fun, how much more effort does it take? So let's take that into the bedroom. So if you're actually, you know, just going through the motions and you're like, yeah, 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 okay, do it from, do me from behind because we know you can just get it done in like four minutes and I've got a meeting to go to, so let's get her done. Well, ah, how awfully painful is that, right? If you're just doing something to get her done, is that fun? If you're just doing someone to get her done, is that fun? Not so much. And do, do you walk away feeling more energized or less energized? Now, if you're actually choosing to invest your energy in something that is fun and expansive and you get like, ooh, 
you know, that could be really fun and expansive. So that project I was talking about that I thought was going to take three hours, but 45 minutes, that was such a turn on to get, you know, accomplished and com well, not totally completed, but to get what I was, what I had uh, required of myself to get completed and to have it completed with so much ease was actually quite orgasmic. So I'd like you to just get that maybe um, when you actually invest your energy in something that's um, a greater contribution, you will end up having your sex drive satiated, your you know sexual appetite satiated, you feel more satiated and expansive. And you'll start to go, wow, what else can I create now? How much more fun can I have with this? Instead of like the obligation, obligation can likely kill your sex drive. So we're going to talk a little bit more about things like obligation and how it affects you when we come back from our well-deserved break. And I thank you for all of you for staying on with me and listening to this show. Um, it may be a little backwards and forwards. I can always find a way back to the topic, though. So thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone, and we're going to head off to break now. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. Would you be willing to explore what has already been introduced as sexual practices on this planet? What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation. By tuning into The Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255-TALK or Canada 613-800-8736 or you can Skype us at A2Zen.fm. You can also make the choice to ask for comment by email by sending to Melitza at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Yelenich, and tonight we're talking about what is your sexual appetite? 
So for some people, you know, we, we will judge ourselves against our past or judge ourselves against our friends. And we start to think, oh, my sex drive is too low or my sex drive is way higher than theirs. Number one, please do not compare yourself to anybody or anything. Uh, that is a total unkindness to you and to them. Uh, so now, you know, what you've done, when you compare yourself to somebody else, you either have make them greater than you or make you greater than them. And that, you know, is there any kindness in that? <laughs> not so much, in case you guys were wondering what the answer is. The answer is not so much. So um, the one thing, you know, that I... I would like to address because just before we went to break, I mentioned about obligation that obligation can likely kill your sex drive. And, um, you know, obligation to anything. If you are given, um, you know, say you work for somebody and you're given the task of, we require you to make this poster that has this exact shade of teal. And if you don't use that exact shade of teal, we're not going to pay you for it. And you're like, but. But there's no, and there's nothing creative about it, and there's nothing about it that's actually like fun for you to play with. So then you're like, okay, 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 obligation. I'll just do my job. I'll just do my job. Now I know that in relationship, people have this thing where they feel like they're obligated to their partner to have sex. Well, we should have sex at least once a week or at least once a month to make sure that our relationship is functional. I'm just going with something really like far-fetched that's not part of my reality right now. But um, so, you know, some people will go with like once a week or once a month or once every six months or something. And that was part of my reality before. And, you know, and I would compare myself to my friends who were like newlyweds or just dating somebody. And they were like doing it like three or four times a week. And I was like, oh, my God, what's wrong with me? Maybe I have a low sex drive. So for me, my low sex drive had to do a lot with not being me and my my sense of like obligation to try and like be something I wasn't because between comparison and obligation, man, they might as well just castrate you. Even if you're a woman, know that you can be castrated because you haven't always been a woman. There have been many lifetimes where you've been a man. And there's been many lifetimes where you've probably castrated men. Well, everything that brings up and lets down, let's destroy and uncreate it all. Times a godzillion, right? Wrong, good, bad, pot, bottle, nine, shorts, boys, and beyonds. So obligation is like when you're in relationship with somebody and you've got the, we will have sex Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. Between the hours of seven and nine, you will do me from the front, you will do me from behind, and there will be a little bit of petting in between. Well, what the heck? Is that even fun? I don't even think I'd like want to be part of that. So when you have this like obligation and you're like, okay, okay, but what would be really fun right now would be to go swimming or to go skating or I'd really like to go vacuum because sometimes vacuuming for me is incredibly satiating. And it's like, whoa, um, okay, but I'm obligated to sex. Okay, so obligation is a judgment that you have to do something in order to, you know, fulfill some deal that you have. So how about if you don't have any of those obligations? They're a limitation. Just so you know, obligation is a limitation. And if you weren't obligated to have sex with your partner, who? what would you choose? Who would you choose? You know, when would you choose? Where would you choose? 
So if your obligation is to be with somebody in a certain day in their house at a certain time, uh, and that's not working for you, and you're wondering why your body parts aren't quite the way they used to, um, for one, please don't judge your body parts because maybe they can actually function in a totally different way now and start to ask what would actually be fun. So what would be fun? Would touching, caressing, would something else be fun? Would, you know, eating strawberries of each other's elbows be fun? I don't know. What works for you? So if you had no obligation, what would you choose in comparison? If you weren't comparing yourself to anybody or anything, not comparing yourself to pornography, not comparing yourself to, you know, your friends, not comparing yourself to sex in the city girls, what would you choose? So I really wonder, you know, these are some components that aren't really addressed in the DSM. I think it's the DSM-4 still or 6 or who knows where that psychological journal is at right now. Um, but in the journal of uh, psychological study under like sex drive and, um, you know, ways to evaluate that sort of stuff, there there are a lot of... Um, conclusions, you know, there are a lot of conclusions that for women, uh, you know, your low sex drive will be related to, you know, you know, not feeling like you've been um, maybe, uh, what's the word for it, uh, romanced enough. So if you were romanced, maybe you'd have a greater sex drive. Uh, if you weren't so tired, you'd have a greater sex drive. So a lot of the things that I was reading uh, about that say affect your sex drive, I'd really challenge you if you are looking these things up and going, oh, it's because of my blah, blah, blah. It's because of my hormones. It's because I'll just hit 40 that I'm so horny. What if it has nothing to do with being 40 that I'm so horny? What if it's that, holy crap, I feel incredibly more alive than I've ever felt in my life? That it's not even that I'm horny. It's I'm excited to be alive. And that is this orgasmic energy that's like permeates everything. And when I'm not being that, it's I'm not being me. So I'm not the only one, guys. You are too. If you're not walking around feeling pretty deliciously freaking awesome, are you even being you? And as you start to be more of you, know that not only will you feel more sexy, be more sexy, you'll be walking, talking sexy, and chances are your sex drive will increase. And I want to emphasize this has nothing to do with the perfect body and how your body looks, that your body will have the perfect hormones. That's all a lie. So, uh, you know, people will, um, you know, do this thing where, I, actually, when I posted this on Facebook, one of the comments came in, and the comment is actually from um, a woman who's come to a bars class with me. Um, she is like, she's really into fitness. She's very fit. She's like, probably got 1% body fat, um, toned, uh, athletic, you know, martial arts. She does all this stuff. And she said, I have zero sex drive. And I said, oh, interesting. I have zero sexual appetite. On a scale of 1 to 10, I have zero sexual appetite. And I said, okay, well, that's interesting. So, um, you know, would you be willing to come and play with this conversation? So she might um, listen to this or she might not. But one of the things to consider is, is are you truly being you? Because when you are, and what I know is that when you are, you have, you have a sex drive. You are, you are a sexual appetite. You don't, you know, you be, don't have to try and have it. You just be it. And, 
you know, when other people are around you, they're turned on. And the fun thing is there's this tumbleweed effect. You get turned on, they get turned on, you get turned on, they get turned on. Now that, how does that show up? If you're actually willing to receive from them and you're willing to receive you with no judgment, that can show up. And how do you do that? Well, if you haven't come to a bars class or a foundation class, you might like to choose that. Um, you can always call me for a private session. You can always look up Access Consciousness facilitators and bars facilitators, call them for a session. But if you happen to just like my crazy ways and would like to call me for a session, you can. www.milicajelenic.com. You can find me there on my website. You can friend me on Facebook. But... Whatever you do, don't go to the judgment of you. Please ask for some tools. Please start to look at what it is and how it is that you are actually killing your appetite. So before the show started, I had a bunch of questions. I was kind of playing with wondering a few things. You know, um, like what is it that actually diminishes your appetite? To me, the whole world is like a smorgasbord of bodies. Like, wow, bodies are so deliciously awesome funny thing is, is 99% of the time my body chooses to actually not consume um, meat products like animal products. However, you know, my body does like to put some other good meat in its mouth every once in a while. So, you know, the one thing that I was like watching, uh, I was watching a movie the other day and the one character, she she was like, gaining uh, her body was changing and she was gaining weight and um she was saying well you know if i could just you know if i just had more sex and if i just could stick some other things in my mouth i'd stop sticking all this food in my mouth and i was like isn't that cute it is a conclusion but perhaps it's an awareness so to that you know sometimes your body might even go oh my god i'm so hungry and you go and you eat an entire pizza when your body was like what I'd really like is a glass of water and a really great screw. Yes. And please ask when you get the information, okay, is that you, body? Truth. Is that yours? Okay, cool. Because our bodies are so freaking aware that they will pick up on lots of things from lots of people. Like I was saying, walking into rooms full of people who are excited, you might get a little horny. Going into a concert with a lot of people who are lusting after the singer, you might get a little horny and it might not be yours. What if your body is just like energetically picking up and mimicking everybody and everything around it? You know, so not a wrongness, just something to be aware of. And so the other, some of the other questions I kind of was playing with. So what diminishes your appetite was one of them. And, and, uh, you know, if the world is like a smorgasbord, what would you choose? So for me, what diminishes my appetite is, is literally being, um, in a space where of a funk. If I'm in a funk and I'm like not being me, my appetite diminished for, um, you know, if I'm not feeling like I'm attractive to me, even if I feel attractive to me, I'm feeling pretty darn good. It doesn't, I don't require my partner to validate me. I don't require him to go, look at you, you're beautiful. And the cool thing is, is he rarely does. Every once in a while, I'll just walk by him and, you know, pull him a mooner and show him my ass and he'll be like, thank you. Can I touch that? I'm like, yes. Awesome. And that's kind of like in, in, the, in our house, that's a, an, I love you. And so like, how does, how are you the messages across? 
and like what is is fulfilling your sexual appetite like what makes you hungry and crave things and like if you aren't hungry even in your body physically eating food if your body isn't hungry what if that's not a wrongness and what if your body is like good it's just like good i'm good the way i am it's not a problem i don't this is not an issue if you make an issue it'll be an issue so know that it doesn't have to be an issue. You can actually have a lot of fun just uh, playing with whether or not your body would actually like to have that p kind of fun and play or not, or whether your body would like movement, like walking or running, or whether your body would like food. You know, there's lots of things you can ask your body so that you don't have to be um, in uh, constantly falling into other people, what they're perceiving and thinking that it's yours. So my other question, I thought this was kind of fun, is so, okay, so if we have a sexual appetite, what would be the most nutritious and delicious thing for your body to play with? It is kind of like consuming things. You know, as women, we're sticking things into our bodies. So in a way, we kind of consume them. You know, men kind of receive in a way as well, if they're choosing to, that would be like consuming. You know, we've got like things, our mouths are involved, kind of like food in a lot of ways. Um, and and how fun could it be to like, you know, be um, perceived as like a beautiful, you know, four course meal. And the person that's with you is like, wow, I didn't even know I was hungry until I saw the beautiful four course meal or eight course meal that you be. I'm going to have like a little appetite and your nipples. Oh my God, what a great appetite, like appetizer. Oh, and I'm going to have a little, um, you know, next little appetizer down here. Oh, cool. Your body could be an amazing smorgasbord for somebody. It can be an amazing, you know, four course, eight course luxury divine dinner that is like served on a silver platter. You know, know that you are actually you are the element that creates the appetite. So you being you uh, will allow you to have a greater sexual appetite and you being you will turn on other bodies so that they'll have a greater sexual appetite. Uh, I was talking to one of my clients a while back, uh, kind of joking about it, kind of not. Um, and one of the things I was uh, saying, they were talking about how, well, they didn't really think that their body parts were functioning and um, and what I I love I love having men show up in my office and um, secretly like months later will finally say what they really came in for even though I knew from day one that they were coming in to talk about uh, erectile stuff and so I'll just let them in their time kind of reveal and they're like okay well I really want to know how to maintain an erection or blah 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 or how to get one and and I love it I love these conversations with men and you know. A lot of it, when it comes down to it, is like, for me, is like the willingness to allow the person to um, judge me as sexy and judge them and also simultaneously judge them as sexy. Um, and so jokes that I am like Viagra, like I... I can be that. Like, I can be the energy of Viagra for people where they don't actually require the drug anymore. And it's not, it's not that I am like Cindy Crawford, you know whatever it's an energy that i choose to be and guess what i i am unique in some ways but every single one of us has the capacity to actually be that um that kind of invitation to turn our bodies the only difference is that you know if you're not willing to have no barriers 
up and if you're judging the person and if you're thinking that there's a wrongness in their body being turned on uh, or, you know, you think they're not good enough for you or whatever, then you're not going to be the walking, talking Viagra. But if you get that every body is like an throw everybody together on the planet there's like an amazing smorgasbord of bodies going on on the planet that uh, if you can truly like allow yourself to enjoy it that you will be like the walking talking viagra so um i challenge all of you who think you don't have a sex drive to actually start to look at truth do i have a sex drive Am I diverting my energy somewhere else and not make it wrong? Because you might be taking your energy that, you know, some people would call a sex drive and you're diverting it into projects or work or something. Um, and again, you're not limited. So you can ask for yourself to receive all the energy that you be so that you're not moving and thinking, oh, I've, oh, I've only got this limited amount of energy and I'm going to take this instead of like putting it into sex, I'm going to put it into um my project. That's not it. It's like actually asking where would your energy uh, contribute the most. Um, and then next, now where would my energy like to go? Um, and would your energy like to go into multiple places all at the same time? So your energy, you know, you might actually like to have it flowing to multiple different projects, to multiple different people. You might be willing to receive it from multiple different people and multiple different projects. So I totally encourage you to like get your appetite going, try new things. You know, if you're a person who every day has eaten toast with, you know, jam on it your whole life, I encourage you to see if your body would like to try something else and maybe change up your appetite, change up what is like delicious for your body and ask your body what it would like to try. And like if you're having a fear of newness, what if you're not actually having a fear of newness? What if it's actually so exciting to try something new? that you never even know exciting because your whole life you bought the lie that new things were scary. So what if they're not scary? What if they're totally exciting? If your body is really, really just like asking you to go try something new to awaken up that sexual appetite that you have. So it's an amazing um, thing, our, us, our bodies, um, everything about it. I wanted to let you know before uh, the show ends is that uh, my friend Keisha, who's also uh, got a radio show on a to Zen FM, and I have a really cool uh, project that we're that we're on. It's a series actually of calls um, called Birthing the Mysteries of You. You can check that out on birthingthemysteriesofyou.weebly.com. You can actually register for our teleseries there. Uh, it's a telecall series. Um, and we've been talking about bodies, sex, and the mysteries of who we. So a lot of what I've been talking about today and more. So um, I encourage you to check it out if it's something that interests you and you'd like to get a little more in-depth on it or if you'd like some personal facilitation on it. Um, that's something that we'd, we would love to uh, invite you to. And uh, I think I had a few more things that I wanted to just ask you before we go. So I wanted to really ask, too, um, if you're... If you are, like, how aware are you that um, your receiving, your willingness to receive actually affects your sexual appetite? So if you're truly willing to receive everything, including you, um, number one is you, then how much more of a sexual appetite would you have? More or less than you have now. Right. A lot more than you have right now. And so... 
it's just a choice. All of this is just a choice. So when you are, you know, excited and ready to choose, stepping into more of you, stepping into having more of you and being that, um, you know, being appetizing to everyone and everything. You know, you can have a sexual appetite. You can be the sexual appetite. And what if you can actually be an appetizer that is something that the whole world would like to have a little taste of? You could be like the appetizer of the universe. And the whole universe is like, oh, my God, I would really like to have a little nibble on that. Oh, my goodness. That was such a great teaser. Where's the main course of you? Oh, here's the main course of me. Um, Like just starting to step into what the main course of me might actually look like. Um, but it's so fun to even be the appetizer uh, for the world. And, you know, appetizer, appetizer, how much fun can you be, have being that uh, appetizer? It's such an invitation for you to actually be the appetizer. And I encourage you to tease yourself into having a greater appetite um, for creation, for making love, for bodies, for play, for joy, for experimentation, totally encourage it. Um, you know, hedonism all the way. Have fun with that. This is not about repressing yourself. Like I was saying, it's not about the obligation of trying to be perfect. The obligation of I have to do this because it's my duty. Bullshit. This is not your duty. This is choice. And have as much fun as you possibly can have. I am so grateful for all of you listening today. I really hope that you uh, really got something out of this call that you can use some tools that will work for you. And I'm really looking forward to next week when I have Juna Guder on speaking about 69 Shades of Natural Beauty. In the meantime, I hope you guys have an amazing week and keep turned on and tuned in. Thank you for choosing to listen to The Pleasure Zone. Melissa Yelenich will return next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.